Hello, welcome to Twice Bitten, the story of a bipolar alcoholic, that is me. Um, I'm here to talk to you today about sort of my early days and, and what brought us to this point um, of my uh, evolution. I just want to talk about my early days for a little while. Um, don't think it has a tremendous amount of um, uh, value only from the perspective I don't remember much. And I think uh, there's some uncertainty as to how much alcoholism and bipolar are formed in the beginning of your life, meaning from genetics or environment or your upbringing. Um, I'm sure from listening to my story, you might find correlations of why I am how I am. But um, I personally um, not sure how much. I'm sure genetics has something to do with it since uh, alcoholism is usually, is very ingrained in my my uh, family tree um, and uh, there were some other factors as well but basically you know uh, you know I was born um, and uh, in, in, in a uh, affluent coastal county in uh, New England um, my town was by far the most diverse in terms of minorities and poverty and such and my family was one of the poorest uh, white families in town which made us the bottom of the barrel in the county um, and surrounding towns, right? So we had very, very rich, affluent uh, neighbors, not in our neighborhood per se, but uh, around us in the, in the county, right? So um, uh, I had uh, five brothers and sisters. Um, we were arranged just like the Brady Bunch, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. I was the third child, right? So I was the boy, girl, boy. Um, we had lived in a house that my grandmother bought for 11K back in uh, the early 50s. Uh, it was a 1,500 square foot, three bedroom, one bathroom home. Um, and my grandma also lived with us um, as well. We had, at any given time, you know, up to 10 dogs and cats, right? So we had many, many animals. Um, and I can remember, you know, uh, from my earliest days when a cat died because it got hit by a car on the road or for whatever other reason. I can remember burying uh, animals in my backyard and running into old pets that were buried in the past. It was very gruesome, but um, uh, it's, it's just the way it was. Uh, we were always having cats and dogs coming through our house. And uh, with all these animals in the cramped conditions that we were in, with um, you know one bedroom being taken by my parents um, and one bedroom being taken by me and two of my brothers and my grandmother, uh, and the other bedroom was three girls um, at, at the, at, the um, at one point. And all these cramped conditions and the animals uh, made our house um, like squalor, right? We were living in squalor. Um, basically, you know, we were embarrassed to bring any of our friends to our house. It was, it was smelly. It was dirty. There was dirty clothes everywhere. Um, it was just not a great place to, to live. Um, and um, it was very difficult, right? So you had, uh, you had very poor living conditions that you had to get used to and you were ashamed of, right? And so I wasn't too happy about that, but I mean, it just was what it was. I didn't know anything different. Um, but anyways, my father, um, he was an alcoholic. Um, and my mother had depression. It's a great start um, for all of us. Um, my older brother is an alcoholic. My older sister is an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. The rest of my younger siblings are borderline. 
uh, <clears throat> I lost my youngest sister, who was probably the most normal out of a, out of the bunch, to an auto accident. And I'll cover uh, this a lot more in detail later on, because uh, it did have a big influence and uh, a big impact on my life. Um, uh, but the idea is that we did have uh, mental illness and alcoholism in our blood from the very beginning. So I can certainly see some uh, definite correlations there. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, out of my five brothers and sisters, I, I, you know, I was probably the toughest uh, of them all. I was a tough little bastard and, and wild in every way. I, was, I looked like uh, a wild man from Borneo. My hair was wild. I was dirty. I wore dirty clothes. Uh, we had to fight for every inch of space in our house, and I did a good job. I was always, uh, you know, held my own. We'd have to steal food from our brothers and sisters if we wanted to get our fair share because with um, six kids living in a very small house we and very, very uh, poor, we had little food, and so uh, a lot of times uh, we would eat our, our siblings' uh, portions. There was always fighting, always physical and verbal confrontations in my house. I'm not... You know, overstating this, we had fights uh, about anything, right? So if you can imagine uh, kids being so close together with a grandmother, uh, barking dogs, cats, uh, whatever the case might be, it was always a confrontation, always uh, on on edge, right? So um, I was also uh, at an early age. Um, I don't know how this might play into it or or not, but I was also at a very age prone to accidents, which would take me to the hospital. By the time uh, I was five, I had stitches uh, at least a half dozen times. When I was in kindergarten, I fell out of a tree in a neighbor's yard, and I broke my arm in three places. It looked like a freaking bent-up piece of metal. Uh, and I dragged myself, imagine this, a little kindergartner dragging himself down the road by himself with a broken arm like a little baby bird with a, with a broken wing. I dragged myself to my house where my father was home and my mother was at work. And when my father saw my arm, he told me to go lay down uh, because I, I believe to this day, I think he was too drunk to drive me to the hospital. But basically he had me go lay down in my bed for hours just sitting there crying in pain with a broken arm. Right. So he, he, he basically um, uh, chose his drunkenness over my, my health. But either way, when my mother got home, she went bananas, uh, brought me to the hospital. It, in fact, was a broken arm. And, um, you know, that's how that story but uh, went. And when I was in second grade, me and my sisters were fighting in the hallway. And my older sister slammed the door on my toe in the, in the door jam. And it cut off half of my toe next to my big toe, right? So the, the toe right next to my big toe got cut in half. Uh, my bone was sticking out. Blood was everywhere. Um, and I had to go to the hospital and get my toe all sewed up. And um, it's pretty pretty crazy I you know I, I tell people the story I show little kids all the time I have to it it, it, um, it freaks them out a little bit but it is one of the uh, uh, special features about myself that I like to share with people every every now and then and uh, but the good thing about that accident was that it didn't impact my my running or walking and and so I was able to go on to a fairly decent um, uh, sports uh, career so I was when I was little I was, I was always a very good athlete, right? So I would play sports with all the older kids, football, lacrosse. Those were my two choices as I got older. Um, but I did start in Little League. Uh, and um, I, I, I was on this Little League, 9, 10, 11-year-olds, and I was the 9-year-old. 
And in my first game ever, I was hit by a pitch by an 11-year-old, uh, being a 9-year-old, very fast pitcher, uh, hit me on the hand. It hurt very much, uh, and uh, I, I, I never forgot it because for the remainder of the season, I would uh, stand outside the batter's box, and I would, I'd never got a hit again. Never uh, did get a hit in Little League. So my father obviously was not happy about this. Um, and despite him being an alcoholic, he loved sports. And he knew I was a pretty good athlete. So after um, my one year of uh, Little League, my dad bought me my first lacrosse stick. And I fell in love with that sport for at a very early age. I loved the hitting. I loved the running. Um, I loved everything about lacrosse when I first started, right? There was no real organized leagues at the time, but um, I took the lacrosse stick everywhere I went. It was sort of my um, security blanket. Um, but So I was a good athlete, um, but my uh, upbringing in terms of how I was raised, um, I was pretty much raised by my grams. Um, she was tough. Um, she came from the old school, and she did the best, the best she could with when my mom and dad were not there. Um, and my dad was uh, a blue-collar manufacturing supervisor. My mom was a nursery school teacher. And, and uh, so basically, eventually my dad had to take a job about 250 miles away from where we lived. And he would leave on Sunday night and come home Friday night. And so during that time, we rarely saw him. And he was drinking actively. I think he drank on his way home and the way there and whatever else, every other chance he got. Um, I can remember one time when I was up uh, where he worked, he uh, left me and my sister in the car while he went into a bar. So um, we stayed in the uh, car by ourselves for about uh, three hours. And, uh, you know, um, we, we, things, things like this you remember, um, but I can remember my dad not being around a lot. He did work hard, don't get me wrong. Um, he, he, he tried to provide the best he could um, for the family. Um, but at the end of the day, these were, you know, low paying jobs for a very large family. So even back then, it was a tough, tough, tough struggle. Another factor I think that um, is relevant to when I was a young kid um, was that I, my dad beat me uh, with a belt or any other hand, handy object. He didn't just beat me, he beat my brothers as well, sometimes my sisters, but not as much. Um, I got beat for any infraction, like uh, if I hit one of my sisters or if I came home late for dinner or if I was doing something wrong in school, I'd, re I'd basically be whipped merciless, mercilessly. You know, he would take his belt off and, and whack the shit out of us, right? So um, I can remember one time I was coming home late. I knew I was going to get hit with the belt. Um, I knew my father would be waiting for me. And he was sitting out on the front porch with some of his buddies and uh, I came up to him whimpering and crying, already understanding, trying to get out of getting hit. Um, so what he did is he raised his belt like he was going to hit me. I fell on the ground, uh, cowered in fear, and he didn't hit me. Uh, instead, he, he thought it was a big joke that I fell to the ground and, and cowered and started laughing was with his friends. Uh, it was a very disturbing uh, part of my uh, life. I still remember it vividly. Uh, begging for him not to hit me and then um, him making believe he was going to hit me uh, just to see my reaction. So it was kind of disturbing and uh, I still remember uh, very vividly about that. But as you can see, um, I've got lots of uh, aspects around genetics. My upbringing wasn't that great. My env environmental factors were not great. 
um, all these things um, were 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 um, you know part of me turning into a madman, right? You know, so I am I had the makings of a literal madman at this point, where I could have gone in one of many different directions, um, not very good in a lot of cases, right? So. Um, everything that I did um, in my early days was really based on survival. Um, it shaped me, obviously, um, but also caused great pain and great scars, right? So I'm not sure how much of this makes a difference in being, you know, from where I am today as a middle-aged man or an upper middle-aged man. Um, but I, I do know that it had some impact. I do know that some people out there will relate. I'm happy to talk about my childhood with anybody who wants to, to, to discuss this. But, you know, the, this portion brings me up to my middle school portion, portion of my life where I started to become a young man in terms of forming as a, as a person. But I also started taking my anger and my bitterness and my aggressiveness out on others, right? So this is when I started turning into a bully. And I'll get into those uh, aspects um, of my life later on. But, uh, you know, look, the, you guys that are out there that both have bipolar and uh, alcoholism, you could look at my past and you could say, hey, you know what, this might be like me or might not. Um, but the bottom line is I have both um, diseases and I deal with both diseases and this is how I was raised, right? So I'm not sugarcoating anything and uh, I'm not trying to uh, make anything bad up. This is exactly how uh, I was raised, but there's, you know, details and, and lots behind this. But um, I hope you uh, could, could glean a little uh, bit of a insight into who I uh, was and how I became the person I am. Uh, from my uh, short background on um, uh, on my childhood, all right? So I appreciate uh, you guys listening again, and I'm glad you came back for a second day. And um, we'll talk again soon. Next time I'll talk about my middle school, maybe going to high school just to get me to um, uh, college because, you know, when I started to turn into a man, uh, that's when a lot of this stuff started manifesting itself um, in, in, in different stories. Right. So I want to thank you again for your time and, uh, hope I'll hear, I hope I'll, uh, hear from you, uh, in the future. Bye-bye.